0: Hello, and we say good day to you at this moment of your time. We are the Pleiadian Council, and we speak on behalf of the Galactic Alliance and on behalf of many beings supporting your planet in this process, many of you call ascension. It is a gift, an honor, a blessing, a privilege to be able to interact with you in your world, for it opens up a bridge between our respective realities, allowing us both to grow through the reflections we offer each other. And for this, we are deeply appreciative and extend our Gratitude and unconditional love to you now and always in the eternal present. So let us open up the dialogue and the discussion today. The topic is the vibrational glass ceiling and the nature of taboo. When something is tabooed in your world, you have a lot of fear around it. It is not acceptable. It is hidden in, put in the shadows. And... When you do this, you constrict yourself. When there is a topic or an area of life or something in your world that you resist so powerfully and with such great fear that you label it bad, wrong, you're also cutting off a part of yourself. You're also constricting yourself and fragmenting yourself because Everything in reality exists within you. So any judgment you have about any other type of being out there who does this, thinks that, does another thing, and you have a very strong definition that this is incorrect, this becomes a way of fragmenting yourself of judging aspects of yourself, of putting on blinders, where you only see the aspects of yourself that fit into your definition of what is supposedly good and bad, and blinds you to the parts of yourself that behave in very similar ways to the people that you are judging. And of course, this isn't to say, don't judge the people who are causing harm and destruction. is what we call discernment and having awareness of negative energy at work. Judgment in this way, and taboo, is saying something that isn't inherently negative is negative. It's a fear-based belief that distorts something positive into being negative. And you have these taboos around your sexuality, around your use of substances, around certain types of relationships around what children can and can't do around gender around race, around so many areas and every time you hold one of these energies in your perspective you're cutting yourself off now we've called this the vibrational glass ceiling and It is directly related to the way that you normally use this term glass ceiling in your world, particularly as it comes to the notions of feminism. The glass ceiling as that metaphor that there seems to be so much equality, yet at the same time, women or other minority groups cannot go past the level that the privileged counterparts are able to achieve. This taboo creates a vibrational glass ceiling. The glass ceiling that you're used to talking about affects mostly women and the feminine. And this is actually the root of taboo itself. For the feminine energy is very much more mysterious as the feminine energy relates to the creative right side of your brain that does not think in logical, rational, linear terms and is guided by the emotional intelligence of the heart, this energy is inherently more chaotic and unpredictable. And in a world where you've been usurped by your own fear of losing control and losing life, you and have gotten to a point where you attempt to suppress this energy at all costs this is the conditioning in your world you're breaking past it though while many of you have progressed to some extent you have to recognize that the work is in repeating this pattern you can get to a point where you say i have liberated my own feminine energy i live through the heart i let this energy guide me in every way but you will find that there are more and more holding patterns there are more and more ways in which you're cutting yourself off and saying this is OK, but this isn't these types of actions are OK or these types of people are OK and that is this way of living my life today is OK and that is it can be a slight energy in the background that makes you feel as if something isn't right. And. The more you lean into this formula that we've expressed to you of acting on your highest passion to the best of your ability without insisting on a particular outcome, the more you will naturally let this creative feminine energy guide you to all of the areas of life that you are meant to be exploring and ascending into your highest potential vibrational self. So this feminine energy also relates to the idea of darkness in a way. As the moon waxes and wanes and moves through cycles, just as the body of women, or the yes, goes through the cycle of menstruation and so on and so forth, this moon energy that is present in the night reflects the feminine nature that is always changing. And this connects very deeply with that fifth principle, that everything changes but the first fundamental laws of creation. And by tapping into change, you're also tapping into uncertainty. In the darkness, there's a lot of uncertainty because you can only see what's there in front of you. And you've been conditioned to be afraid of what is beyond what, scope of you can see and this fear is what limits you so powerfully in understanding that you are innately programmed by source to be aware of what's good for you and what isn't you know it in a deep way but you don't trust it and so Letting go of the taboo and letting go of this fear of the uncertain has everything to do with deepening in trust of yourself, of allowing yourself to surrender more completely and accept the being that you are and what you are naturally drawn to and what you're naturally repulsed from. This will guide you to exactly what is relevant for you. So, Sexuality is one of these biggest areas in which there's so much taboo in your world. And even those of you who may be experiencing the greatest states of openness around it might find that you still have certain ideas about which relationships are valid and which are not. What works for you and what doesn't. Your preferences are different than your beliefs. Preferences are governed by an innate attraction, but your beliefs come from a mental place of what you've been taught and what you've internalized and generated in your own mind alone. Of course, your beliefs can shape and distort your preferences, but your preferences are almost hardwired into you. And the journey of life is very much about deconstructing your beliefs to the point that you will come to understand your unique preferences that are an essential part of you. And again, if you remember the purpose of your very existence is to be who you are, you will come to understand that your preferences are an essential part of why you're here as well. So deconstructing your beliefs might allow you to see that you do prefer something that isn't necessarily acceptable in your society or by others. And by allowing yourself to embrace that and move in that direction, you will find an immense liberation, an immense expansion. And you will have to go against the undercurrent of those who might be in resistance, of those who might be in opposition, of those who might judge, and the most helpful thing to do is to recognize when encountering these people, all they're doing is judging themselves. Because again, as we've said, when you are in that place of judgment and constriction about others, you cut yourself off. You cut yourself off from source. Recognize that source could not have created a part of you or a desire within you if it wasn't meant to be there. There. Are positive ways and negative ways of expressing every desire. But you cannot escape a desire. You can only fulfill it. You just have to find the most positive way to fulfill it. And there are some desires that can only be fulfilled by the imagination and that will be sufficient. But in general, your desires are part of what is guiding you to finding your fullest expression of self. Now, Allow yourself to break free. Because when you do so, you allow others to break free. And when you live a life where there's nothing that you're ashamed of or afraid of or casting a negative eye upon, you bring your world closer to the idea of open contact. Because, again, your fear and your sense of division and your sense of separation from is the only thing that keeps us from interacting with your world and coming into your reality right here and now exactly. So this taboo is the vibrational glass ceiling. When you encounter something that causes you to contract, you can be made aware of the fact that there are still things holding you back from being in a fully ascended vibration. Because in that higher dimensional state, you would be able to know the difference between a positive form of energy and a negative form of energy, but you'd have no judgment of it. You'd be very intrigued by all of the customs and the ways and the desires that are very different from your own. And you could use that information as a valid point of contrast to better understand yourself. And when somebody has a desire and has even a fetish or something of this nature that is so different from your own, that's the best way of using it. Use that as feedback to come to understand why different beings work in different ways and therefore understanding who you are. Because by understanding who you are, you're fulfilling your purpose. Your purpose is to be yourself. And unconditional love is your essential nature. And the frequency of excitement is your pathway towards that unconditional love. So we thank you very, 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 very much for allowing us to share this information with you today. And we will ask uh, in which ways can we be of service to you with your questions, comments, and sharings, beginning whenever you wish.
1: Hello,
2: Pleiadians. May I begin? Yes. Yeah. And hello, Dante. Hello. 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 Um, hi. I have two questions, I think.
0: All right. We might have two answers.
2: <laughs> I bet you will. Um, I've been experiencing a lot of aches and pains. And I am doing yoga once, well, twice a week. And I walk a lot. and. Um, particularly in my upper back. Like if you were to put angel wings on me right there, it hurts a lot on either side near my scapulas. Yes. And in a little bit of arthritic stuff. And I was just wondering if you had any thoughts about that. That's question number one.
0: What weight are you carrying? What Mm. pressure are you putting yourself under? Because this upper back pain is always a symbolic manifestation of carrying too much weight, carrying perhaps the weight of the world. So can you let yourself recognize what you're really responsible for and what you're not? Can you let yourself have healthy standards of how to live rather than projecting an image of doing everything and holding Uh yourself to that?
2: Fair enough. And I appreciate your commentary a lot. Um, Just moments ago, it was very circular with respect to following your, what excites you the most and, and being oneself. And I'm striving more and more to do that. And uh, the second question is is different topic. It's regarding this idea of um, false flag, um, mothership was reported by the Pentagon, I guess, or I can't remember where it was flying, but, but this idea of a false flag. And, oh, that's um, very exciting. Pardon me?
0: Huh? That's very exciting. That you
1: know, it is kind world, of exciting.
0: <laughs> your world gradually releasing more and more of this information. As we mm. said, the disclosure is taking place. The disclosure will Fully take place by the end of this decade. Mm. And all of your governments will recognize the existence of extraterrestrial life, and it will gradually lead you to having more interactions with such extraterrestrial life. In the meantime, many humans will be having more profound levels of interaction with the light ships and the extraterrestrial beings that may even land present themselves to you so this information is being released slowly again because you are not at the vibrational level where you are capable of handling the presence of such higher dimensional energy you still collectively hold too much fear so Fear is the predominant vibration of your world. Fear is the predominant vibration of third dimensional reality. And therefore, the information that is presented to you is filtered through fear. And the way that you learn about anything through your news has to do with what you have to fear about it. And so Mm -hmm. In order to reach the masses, it's first going to come through this filter until gradually and gradually you begin to destigmatize and come to accept these different beings. But this first phase will feel very fear based. But that's exciting because those of you who already know that there's no potential harm in extraterrestrial life and there's no reason to ever trust your media will be able to enjoy watching the show.
2: Yes, that's a wonderful way to look at it. I appreciate that.
0: So the channel was speaking with somebody very recently who was saying, well, I'm doing all of this work. I'm contacting the elementals and I'm invoking the elementals and I'm asking them to be there and I'm doing what they tell me and I'm doing what you tell me. And then all of a sudden, I saw all of this light pouring into my room and these sounds buzzing in my ear and moving through my body. And well, that kind of scared me. And what was that? And we said... You got what you asked for. You asked (laughs) for it and it came. You wanted to meet the elemental realm and they presented themselves. And then all of a sudden the door shuts because you realize you're not fully comfortable with that yet. So Mm. you're very excited about the idea of all sorts of things happening. You very much are. But are you actually deeply energetically ready for that you'll see in the moment you'll see when the things that you claim to want so much come to you and then you feel all of a sudden anxiety and fear and what's happening is this real and then you shut it down and you pull back and then you do it again another time and every time you release a little bit more of the fear and you become a little bit more ready but there's a difference between wanting something and actually being ready for it Understood but you have to keep wanting and you have to keep asking and you have to keep going through your fear to actually get there.
2: Indeed. Indeed. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and I will yield the floor to the next person.
3: Yes. All right. Love to you. I love to you as well.
1: Uh, Hello. Can I ask a question? You may.
0: But that was already one question. So why do you ask permission you ask a question go on ask We all permission. ask we all
4: ask permission that's how we do it so uh, i have a friend i have joking. a friend who's i know i know i have a friend who's very, very interested pleasant. in the book reading through it yeah um and he has a blockage about the word frequency so oh. i suggested maybe you know there is no human word for what you want to say and i suggested is. Uh, well, I think he wants cycles per second. How many cycles per second? Is All right. So he, he thinks in that way.
0: If we said cycles per second every time we said frequency, we'd be saying a whole lot more, more words.
4: So it, is, is there a numerical number? For, when you use frequency, it's numeric, it is a, a physiological, scientific, electromagnetic vibration, or is it the attitude and the, the habits and the expectations?
0: No, it's literal. It means the rate of vibration that's taking place, the rate of oscillation between reality, realities. So you know that your some of your old light bulbs are not actually on all the time. They're flicking on, they're flicking off. But it it makes the appearance as if it's always on. And your very existence is very much the same. Thousands... And thousands of times, one, in one second, you're switching back and forth between physical and non-physical reality. You just don't have an awareness of that. And as your energetic vibration changes, you move much quicker in the rate at which you oscillate between the physical and non-physical realities. So that is the fundamental definition of the frequency. It is about the cycles per second. And that idea of 144,000 light workers or beings or whoever they are is a metaphor for the amount of cycles per second that the average of humanity must be at by the time a more pronounced level of collective ascension, open contact takes place. So when we say frequency, we mean cycles per second
4: and we mean it literally. Okay, thank you. Um, What about our experience? I mean, it seems to me that when I talk to someone, I I don't use the word frequency. I I say it's a great day and they go, is it? And they're they're not happy. They're not joyful. They're not blissful they kind of have to think about it so for me that's my daily experience is that when i'm saying to someone you know are you happy is it a great day they have a habitual attitude or expectation and it's it's not for many of them not that happy so that's my interpretation of what you're saying so is that correct or is that incorrect but they aren't that happy no that where you say frequency it doesn't mean anything because i don't have an instrument to measure it in terms of my own experience it's how joyful it's how joyful i feel
0: into your understanding of frequency and you can feel the frequency of yourself and other beings all the time so yes when you're happy and elated and joyful your frequency is higher when you're sad and depressed your
4: frequency is lower Right. This is amazing. And we're actually flipping in and out of different realities of physical and consciousness. Yes. There was a book years ago I read called The Stalking the Wild Pendulum. I think it's by Yitzhak Bentov. And he talked about this phenomena uh, in scientific terms. It's very interesting. And you remind me of this book. I don't know if you uh, have any way of knowing about this particular book or author or ideas. We don't have particular. Okay.
0: We're aware of its existence.
4: Yes, it seems very much what you're talking about. That we we have a moment in reality and a lot of time in our consciousness, and we flip in and out like like a very fast um, uh, oscillation. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And another interesting thing
0: is this concept of quantum foam that your scientists are talking about in recent times that while there seems to be great pockets of dark matter that have nothing going on there there's actually quantum particles that oscillate between these spaces they move in and out of these spaces and so what happens to be in the dark matter is also presenting itself in many other places so this
3: substrate of very
0: nano particular energy is like a foam that fills seemingly empty spaces even in black holes and this helps you to understand more of the here and nowness of everything, more of the why, reason why everything is interconnected, because these pockets of energy contain the information of the all that is. If there are really these neutrons and other particles of energy that move back and forth between one reality and another, all of the time, it will start to show you how interconnected every single thing is, and that you are made of this universe, and this universe is made of you.
4: Thank you. Um... Uh, a thought comes to me is, if there is no time, all time is now, all place is here. How do we have cycles per second?
0: Because, again, you're in the physical reality, level of, re- of reality, yes. And that creates the distortion of time. When we say everything is here and now, we're talking about in the ultimate reality. And we say that this is relevant for you because you're in the physical reality, evolving towards quasi-physical reality. This understanding of the here and nowness of everything is the foundation of having a quasi-physical experience. When you know that this is fundamentally true about reality, you are able to shift your vibration to experience energies in supposed other times and spaces that this idea of time and location is not something outside of you but it is actually something inside of you that has to do with your core vibration and as you tap into the here and nowness and the reality of the interconnectedness of all things if you want to move your time and space location on astral planes or even in the physical plane it's about changing your core vibration
4: okay thank you
1: thank you yes All right, somebody else may ask a question Or not greetings may I uh, inquire Oh yes, you may so
5: i my question is how can we effectively greet the violently judgmental individuals in the humanity. I'm thinking in the United States, there's a lot of violence with LGBT and trans minorities. How can we greet the violently judgmental in a way that can de-escalate the violence and kind of bring, start to bring us closer? Is there a singular effective method to lean towards?
0: Love. Essentially, it's love is allowing yourself to greet the others with an attitude of unconditional love. And you can still be frustrated. You can still be annoyed. You can still be concerned and even afraid, but move in the direction of love. Understanding that you and them are made of the same core energy. You are of the same source. And this awareness within you, as you direct your attention to them, has to have a quantum effect on them. It might be very subtle at first, but it will be a gradual change. What happens so much of the time is that the response to violence is more violence. And that's how you get atom bombs and years and years of conflict with countries throwing weapons at each other and imprisoning each other, citizens and so on and so forth when you fight you fight back and this is your response and you can be honest with your response and feel that and give space in your imagination and in your art to clear those energies of aggression from your system but if you want there to be an end you have to hold yourself strong with firm boundaries yet still with an open heart of love and so there is also vast areas of education that must be done to support these changes. And you can also work at the area of your laws, changing what isn't isn't allowed in terms of education and influencing others to think in this way, that because there are certain... Ways that you, in many of these countries, allow for discriminatory indoctrination to take place from a very early age. If this was not legally allowed, there would be much less of this energy developing in those who are still growing and young in Europe.
1: Mm, Thank you. Yeah, I think that's a direction that I was
5: leaning in my understanding. Um, And I'm curious, is there anything, um, I'm a bit of a yoga leader in my community. I teach all different age groups. Is there a way that I as an individual can stand more powerfully in this space um, as a leader in this type of shift for my local community?
0: Do you speak about these ideas
1: often Right on yeah i
5: i um I do on a personal level, but I find I don't often do it in classroom spaces um I think some of that has been fear
1: um,
0: What are you afraid of
5: But that um the I guess the pushback of people who have been violent there's like um within the spiritual community there are a lot of individuals who also hold very strongly to these ideas that like being trans is somehow not of nature and I find myself frustrated in those conversations and uh a little burned out almost like I don't see many other people holding that space with me. So I also feel overwhelmed going there.
0: There's many creative ways you can work around this. You don't have to fight. For example, if you're teaching yoga, this is of the culture of India. And in the culture of India, there is a trans community that has always existed, even throughout colonization. And so this can be a topic that you bring up and share with as you are teaching people who are interested in experiences of another culture. This is very relevant and isn't a way of indoctrinating or fighting. It's simply a form of education. And if you frame it in that way, that you are not fighting anything, that you are not battling or debating, you're just
3: offering education. You'll make it a lot easier.
1: I really, I really like and appreciate
0: that. Yeah. You can simply say, I choose not to have this conversation because it's going to affect my frequency. See, when you get into these battles with people, you both are having a vibrational agreement to together choose low vibration energy, to choose to hold to a vibration of division where you oppose each other and you are very frustrated that this other person doesn't like you and you don't like them and they're so stupid and and I'm so right and, and so on and so forth. But when you choose not to have the conversation because you see where it's going while offering your point of education for those who are willing to listen, you let your vibration stay high and there's no more fight. There's only love.
1: Wow.
5: Yeah, that's a powerful shift um, just in in how to look at it, not as a fight, but as finding neutral information and allowing others to interact with it as they see fit. Um, Yeah, I don't think I have further question in this regard. I'm just
1: deeply grateful. Thank you.
0: All right. And we extend our gratitude to you as well. Thank you.
1: Who's next?
6: Hello, Council. Oh, hello! Yes. Uh, I would like to ask um, if you can share more, more details. Or uh, we, we are currently uh, seeing some oh. banks are uh, crashing down. Oh, how exciting! collapsing. Yes, very exciting. <laughs> can you uh, share more details how this will evolve?
0: Well, the banks that will collapse are the ones that your world doesn't need anymore.
6: And how many more um, will be collapsing? Five. In this
0: present trajectory, it could change.
1: And
6: also uh, currency collapse is still in, in the game, right?
0: There will be a dip again in the summer months, and it will return. You're still on that course.
6: And the uh, second part of the year will be the recovery. of Yes. The, uh, Third quarter. Yeah. Third quarter. Okay. Okay, and how the the crypto will be affected? Just fine. It's
0: moving on the upswing. There will be some dips, but in the long term perspective, it's returning.
6: Okay. Great. Thank you. Another yes. topic. Um, my mother suffers from her heart arrhythmia and some fibrillations on some, occurring sometimes. Uh, what may be the uh, some uh, uh, fibrillation or some uh, weird behavior of, of the heart. Oh, all right.
0: Um, uh, well, she uh,
6: must
0: hate what she's doing.
6: And what may be the cause of it?
0: She must hate what she's doing. She must not be doing things she loves.
6: Uh, May it be the case that she's not aware of it? No.
0: That's why her heart's giving her all these interesting messages.
6: Because uh, she is now retired and she is really doing what she loves to do. I'm surprised. Is she sure? Uh, I believe so.
0: Oh, all right. Is she letting
6: love in? Mm -hmm. Maybe not as much as it can be.
0: Then she may not be doing what she apparently loves to do in ways that she loves to do it. Because the heart is also about that connection, that your passion interconnects you with others and allows you to be in a wondrous network of exchanging love and, and light with other people. So if her heart isn't open, of course, it's going to be
6: out of whack. Okay, so what question may she ask herself?
0: Why am I afraid of love?
6: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, thank you. Oh, thanks to you. Uh, one more topic I would like to ask. Uh, what, uh, when you say uh, there is something inherently negative, what do you mean by saying that?
0: Something that's inherently negative, that is foundationally at an energetic level, not good, bad, is something that causes separation or harm. Separation is the way that you create the illusion of lack of connection, saying that I am not connected with this other person, which is not possible because everything is connected. Just as there's these nanoparticles that are moving in and out of reality and coming from here to the dark matter billions of light years away and you can't see it happening, every single thing is connected. And so whenever you are saying or believing or thinking that I'm not connected or these beings don't deserve connection or something of this nature, that's negative energy. And then negative energy is also when you're causing harm. When you might say something to intentionally hurt another person, when you might do something to intentionally hurt yourself or others. That is negative. And sometimes positive things have some level of negative consequence. The positive and the negative are not polar extremes where you only have one of them or the other. And this is also something that is very much related to why you have so many taboos and problems in your world with thinking that this is wrong because you go into this all-or-nothing thinking. Sometimes things have positive consequences and they have slightly negative consequences. Just as you might understand if you look at nutrition, that all different sorts of foods do positive things for your body, but then there are often anti-nutrients in some foods. So you have to balance out what you eat and not just eat the same things over and over again. There's positive and negative aspects of everything. And you might have a positive intention to do something, but there might be some level of negative consequence. So that's why you have to remove that all or nothing thinking that some things are all positive and some things are all negative and be open to seeing All of the effects of everything that is done, that is how you learn the lessons, which is an essential part of the formula, that when you do things to the best of your ability without insisting on an outcome, you open yourself to the lessons that you learn through the mistakes and then you integrate them and you have no insistence as to how it is received or how it is perceived by the outer world or even by yourself. You simply continue to choose to do what activates your heart in the most exciting way possible.
6: Uh, when i uh, approach it in uh, from the positive uh, side of it uh, i should have a uh, uh, positive effect from it uh, right not
0: always remember and, we said it's mixed so you might have a positive intention and do things with an open heart but there's also some potential negative consequences that cause you a sense of separation and the idea is that you're open to feeling all of the
6: both the positive and the negative effect of doing anything. Uh, yes, when, uh, when I when I say that uh, this negative effect, so to say, negative effect, is something what I need, and uh, I I trust that it is uh, valid and it is uh, yes. actually uh, guiding me uh, correct. But then the effect is guiding was me a
0: lesson to make sure that you don't bring about more negative energy. It isn't to say that, oh, this negativity here is here and that's great. It's to acknowledge, OK, I didn't see that there was some sort of belief distorting my action that led to some sort of negative effect. And now that negative effect is a lesson for me in order to learn how to do things a different way.
6: So in a longer term, it, it is positive for me, right?
0: Yes, if you integrate the lesson. Anything can be used in a positive way, but just because it can be used in a positive way does not mean it is a positive thing. It's a negative thing that you use in a positive way, therefore making it positive in the outcome.
6: Okay, thank you. Yes. And another question is... Uh, can you say shortly how the um, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, works?
0: It changes your beliefs. Your languages are constructed by beliefs. So when you learn how to observe the way that your thought forms expressed through your words and form as ideas in your head, and you then consciously choose to manipulate the words and the language of your thoughts and of your words, you are gradually over time changing your beliefs.
1: All right, that'll be enough for now. Somebody else has some questions. We're excited to continue. I
7: have some questions. Hello, Dante. Hello, Pleiadians. (laughs) Hello, welcome. This is your long-lost friend's. Oh, never lost. And I well, sometimes a little more than others. Um, I have a few questions for you. Thank. You. First of all, all right. thank yeah. you so much for being available to help and support. I'm going to start. Oh, I'm going to start fine. with personal, and then go and in, go internal. All right. Am I coming in clear? And whatever way. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. I have um, a a situation playing out in my physical body that I have correlated to um, events in my um, physical world, interrelationships with others. Um, It's an an issue with my tooth that has been ongoing for some time, though it, it subsides for long periods of time. And then it comes back when one of these situations with another person or people comes up again and I can describe the situation with the other people in various ways but in general um, in the most broad sense it's a parting of ways and um, and so I wonder I'm asking you please give some guidance on how to um, address the underlying belief system or uh, emotional pattern so that this thing, I can keep my tooth. Yes.
0: Do your eating patterns change in response to these emotional experiences?
7: Oh, I never thought about that tra- tracking that before. Last time I went for salt, this time I'm going for sugar. But yes, in general, yeah, there is an emotional component, an emotional eating component. Good call.
0: And are you tensing your jaw a little bit in the frustration?
7: Oh, I haven't noticed.
0: You may be doing so, but as it's coming to the mouth, it's about both what comes into and out of the mouth. So how are you dealing with these forms of communication? Is it hard to swallow is it giving you a lot to chew on is it easy to digest think in these terms for this is how it can manifest as this issue in the mouth so a parting of ways can be not necessarily saying goodbye as much as it is recognizing your frequencies are now different In the eternal now, you're still connected. But because the frequencies have become incompatible, you're no longer resonating at the same page. You're still a part of the same all that is. So there's no goodbye. There's no loss. It's all here and now. But is this hard to chew on?
7: That's great. With this awareness that yeah, maybe the circumstances for our togetherness aren't alive right now. It it could could be hard to chew on, or could be, um, you know, give me a nasty mouthful. Um, the awareness that there is that the connection is always beautiful and always love in the eternal here and now yeah. is soothing, and and it, and it gives me access to um, a, a more gentle release. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, thanks to you as well. And recognize that the sweetness is because there was sweetness in the connection. And so you might be drawn to things that help you to bring more of that energy in. But remember that the sweetness isn't lost and it the sweetness you experienced is a vibration within you that was brought to the surface through the reflective mirror of the other person. And there's many others who will continue to reflect that sweetness with you. So allow yourself to dive into it and take in all the sweetness of life. It's in everything around you. It's in you because that's what you're made of. You're very sweet, we would say.
7: Yeah, and it it's in you. Another reflection of sweetness. Thank you.
0: Oh, thanks you as well.
7: Okay, that's awesome. Thank you. That's very healing. Next question. Next question is about um, belief systems and advice on uh, gentle ways to um, like the metaphor is like if, if it's a belief system that's been active for a very long time and it's got a very in the consciousness, let's say the grip is with a hand, like pry open those belief system fingers and let that belief system not take a hold of the consciousness anymore. Is yes. That question clear?
0: Yes. So if it's in your hand, you take it out from the hand. And for beliefs that feel this palpable and that it comes to this term, the best thing to do is to write it out. Write out the belief system. Get to its core. Write out every thought that ever originated from this belief. And so that you can recognize the core belief itself and the fractal webs of the negative thoughts that it uses to keep itself alive and then go to the opposite belief and write all about that. What would the opposite of this belief be? And what are all of the fractals of thoughts that web out around it that would make that belief more true and more valid than the negative belief that is deceiving you?
3: Epic.
7: Thank you. Yes, yes, we next thank question.
0: you. So mm, also next question. About in mm-hmm. general, and in this circumstance, is that you often want to say, okay, now I beat the negative belief because it seems to have gone to sleep for a while. And it's sort of like a dragon with many heads. You cut one off and another one comes until you really get to the heart of it so you might mm, cause the dragon to go to sleep for a while but it comes back up and sometimes there's a reluctance that comes up and says no but i already defeated the demon i've already cut its head off but it grew another head and that's just the nature of it you want to go deep to the heart of it to slay the dragon there because yes they will go to sleep sometimes they will have a little bit of a rest but until you get to the core, your work is not done. And let it be exciting. It's a very fun battle. It can't actually hurt you. It only works under the illusion that it can hurt you.
7: Where are the dragon's hearts?
0: At the core. Where's At the, the core? core the point of inception of where that belief came from. And everything Ah. that upholds that belief, the attachment to a perceived Mm -hmm. destination that makes that belief seem valid. And if you let go of the attachment while understanding the inception, the whole thing collapses.
3: But again, you have to simultaneously build the remedy, build the strength of the positive belief that undermines the negative belief itself, when there is so much evidence and so much support to understand the foundational opposite to the negative belief, and that the positive belief could not be anything but true, then the dragon will whimper and die on its own accord.
7: It sounds like Dante is speaking from underwater.
3: That's exciting. Are we underwater?
7: It is, so Neptunian.
3: Are we diving into the depths now? Deep sea dive. Depths of,
7: depths of. Let's go. What you're
3: really saying is that there's an audio description.
7: Seems like it.
3: Is it better now?
7: Say again. Is it better now? Maybe like a little bit, but it's not as it, as it oh. usually is. How about now? How about now? How about now,
3: yeah. A little now. better. A little better. What was Now.
7: Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be.
3: Okay cool. All right, let us continue then.
7: I think that was my indication to leave my last question alone and let the let the goodness that that these two these two subjects have brought up integrate. Thank you very much. Oh,
3: great. Thanks. You as well.
8: Well, we've got one question from the chat room and two questions from YouTube. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, then the first question from the chat room, Jeff Yeo, um, Ah, it's a dream. In my dream, I saw Dante with his eyes closed standing in front of a classroom, probably the Pleiadian Council. His face came right up to my face as if the camera was zooming. When I woke up, it was another dream, and this is all I remember. Thank you for interpreting this dream.
1: You're one thing
0: to get close to in the channel being. You want to zoom in on us. And we remind you that we are not the same as the channel, though we are connected with the channel, but there are beings like us that are connected with you as well. So that's why we say to call upon us and call upon our energy. And remember that you have your own Pleiadian guides. So allow yourself to enjoy this fascination with the channel beings and make yourself they're familiars. And as you get to know our vibration, you will find your own soul counterparts also present themselves to you so that you can zoom in on them too.
1: Okay, well then now for the YouTube question. All right.
8: So from James... Lying down with a guided meditation or other meditation, I fall asleep easily without realizing it. it is is—is uh, sitting cross-legged more effective? Thanks for explaining the pros and cons for both.
0: Well, if you don't want to fall asleep, you might sit up, yes. If you're falling asleep easy, maybe you don't get enough sleep. Maybe sleeping is what you need to do. You know that when you sleep, you return into your non-physical essence. Your body resets. You are downloading energy. You are releasing energy. You are resetting yourself with a clear vibration to carry yourself into the day. And your body needs to do this. And if you don't get enough of it, then you'll fall asleep. And if you try to meditate and you fall asleep, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's something to celebrate. Maybe you enjoy the rest. But if you really want to focus and you want to develop that meditative ability, then certainly sit up. And you'll find that maybe if you get enough sleep, you can do guided meditations lying down. The
3: lying down meditation is
0: quite difficult to use as a way of accelerating into the types of meditation that work through alpha brainwaves and gamma brainwaves. Channeling in this way works through gamma brainwaves.
3: Complex,
0: multidimensional thought requires these alpha brainwaves. You naturally go into it when you are focused very much. The deep visualizations and out-of-body experiences and so on and so forth require the theta brain waves. These you can access when you are seated and when you're lying down. And the lying down can bring you into a deep place of surrender and rest and restoration, especially if the body is needing to recover in some way. The you don't get those deeper levels of focus as much. So the seated meditation challenges you to focus more. And this development of focus activates different parts of your brain, particularly the frontal cortex, so that you can sustain that focus in other areas of your life.
8: Okay, and one last question on the YouTube. Um, This one is by Ryu. I take medicine every day for high blood pressure. It's daily medication necessary for, or is daily medication necessary for me? I would appreciate it if you could tell me the cause and other solutions. Thank you.
0: Well, it's working for you. you might need it. It supports you. If you want to lower your blood pressure naturally, you would have to look out for those sources of cholesterol, those sources of of overstimulation, like too much caffeine or other substances. The way that information and activity leads to overstimulation as well can lead to the high blood pressure. So you overall want to Bring yourself towards a life that is more relaxed, slow paced, and with less toxins if you would want to lower your blood pressure naturally.
8: All right. That's it for the YouTube question. Suzanne, you can ask your question if you want. All right.
9: Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you okay, I'm so excited. uh love and light to you all and thank you for being here for uh for us uh yes. I would like to know i last year i find I found this beautiful, beautiful third eye pine cone, and I wanted to know i don't know if you can tell me if if it was simply coincidence or was this brought to me by uh a higher guide or something like that.
0: Synchronicity orchestrated it for you. Again, when you are in the flow and you are in tune with your own higher self, the flow of life will bring you to the meeting points with people or objects that are relevant for you and reflect that higher vibration that you're attuning to.
9: Wow. Okay. Thank you very much for that. I have another question. After... After death, okay, do, do we really have to reincarnate as, uh, on this earth, or could we, is it possible for us to reincarnate, uh, on another, uh, solar system, like, uh, being a Palladian, or a, or a, or a Syrian, or, or, or another,
0: you can reincarnate wherever you want. You can experience as many different things as you like. But the essential you that you are now will always exist as the you you are now. And you may have a sort of consciousness that is able to simultaneously experience those incarnations in other lives while remaining as a non physical entity. You can really essentially choose whatever you want to choose for your own soul's development according to where your vibration is at. As you leave the physical body.
9: Okay, so I can go where I want.
0: Yes, according to your vibration. There's many options according to every level of vibration. So what is universal, what all will experience, regardless of how they choose to develop their vibration, is that fundamental union with source. There are ways to continue to accelerate and expand your vibration beyond death that many souls will choose to experience.
9: Okay, thank you very much.
0: Yes. And we would say to you that, remember, all of these other lifetimes are happening right here and now. So you want to be a Pleiadian in another lifetime? Well, that's happening now. You are already that. You wouldn't have that desire if that wasn't taking place. So the idea is that in order to... Deepen into your experience and your awareness of yourself, tune into your own higher self and your oversoul and connect with your soul counterpart that is already having a Pleiadian experience because they will give you the energy and information you need from our realm. And the
9: way to connect is uh, by Meditating. Meditation.
0: That's one tool that helps you. Though you need to be at the resonant frequency, and the way to get to the resonant frequency is more important than the tool. The way to get to the resonant frequency is by acting on your highest passion to the best of your ability without insisting on a particular outcome. Continuously doing this and expanding yourself into the vibration of unconditional love allows you to be at a high enough frequency where you're capable of these kinds of interactions. And then when you're at that frequency, you can choose whatever you like. You can choose to meet your Pleiadian counterparts through meditation, through lucid dream work, through shamanic work, through using your imagination while you're off on a run or taking a swim, through journaling, through writing, through art, through creativity, through dancing, whatever you like. But it's an energy and it's a stream of information that might be visual, auditory both or something else entirely that comes from within you, but appears to be from without side of you because it's both simultaneously and this energy fills you with love and with inspiration and information.
9: Thank you so much.
0: Oh, great. Thanks to you as well. Good night. Good day. Good whenever. (laughs)
3: Morning, (laughs) evening, twilight.
1: (laughs) Who's next? What's next? All right. Maybe that's all.
0: We'll give you a few more seconds to choose.
6: I have another question. All right, yes. Why uh, I haven't seen any uh, extraterrestrial craft or UFOs?
0: You've not been at the vibration. You'll get there, don't worry.
6: Okay. I'm just wondering if I don't need it or if I. Um, well, if it hasn't happened. To... It's not been relevant for
0: you yet. That's correct.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: You if only I experience it uh... for you. If you haven't experienced it yet, mm-hmm. it isn't relevant for you.
6: But I'm excited to experience
0: Oh, then stay excited and keep doing what you're doing.
6: Yes. And uh, my another question, if I may. Uh, uh, does the drinking of uh, its own urina, does it help? So it's so-called urinal therapy. Does yes. help? Might help?
0: You don't need to drink gallons um, of it, like some people claim. Some people like to be extreme. They like to think, oh, well, fruit's good for me, so I should eat only that. A bit of my urine is good for me, so why don't I drink only that? We find that very amusing. We don't uh, have too much to say about it other than that some people think uh, in extreme terms. But all you need to do is drink a sip of the middle stream of your urine. It has some nutrients and information in it. Uh, there's nutrients yes but the most important part is the information by taking that back into your body your body is being informed of what to do on some level this information is feeding back onto your body what nutrients are lacking and what is being digested and what is not being digested and the subtle quality of the taste of it also informs you as to the quality of your own diet when you experience a taste that is unpalatable at a subconscious level you are being informed of making the wrong choices with your food and your lifestyle because also the stress hormones will affect the mm, taste of, of this substance so yes Adjust yourself accordingly, according to the taste, and you may learn a lot from this, but again, you don't need to overdo it. You just need to sit. Uh,
6: I take it as uh, bringing some unconscious information to be conscious, right? Because these informations are already in in the body. So when I take it uh, through my mouth, I make it more conscious.
0: Yes. Information okay. that relates to what you consume.
6: Yes, yeah. thank you very much.
1: I thank you as well.
0: All right. Well, that was exciting. We thank you very much, and we hope that you. Take all of this information in, in ways that helps you to expand your vibration and extend unconditional love to everyone in your reality. And that is ultimately the remedy for all of these sorts of divisions and taboos and judgments in your world. That when you're able to love, this dissolves. So you have to love the one who judges. And that is the judge on the outside and the judge within yourself. Many of you get into these states where you learn that something is not good. Resistance causes pain. Judgment causes pain. Fear causes pain. But instead, you start to resist the resistance. You start to judge the judgment. You start to fear the fear. And while you all know that quote very well... Fearing fear itself is not helpful at all. Resisting the resistance is not helpful at all. Judging the judgment is not helpful at all. So if you're feeling it, judge as hard as you can judge. Fear as hard as you can fear. Resist as hard as you can resist with awareness because awareness is the equalizing force. And as you dive into that awareness, call upon unconditional love. By diving as deeply as you can into those experiences, you allow the chemical constituents to release from your body. You allow the emotions to release from your being. And you have open to the energy of unconditional love for the you that is experiencing this judgment, this fear, this resistance. And then it therefore moves and lifts from you. But you can't get to that place of clarity from a place of not accepting where you're at. So the acceptance in the moment is the way to the outcome, and is the way to the liberation. So you have to accept that you're imprisoned in order to be liberated, because it isn't through struggle that you will break open your cage. It is through your ingenuity that you will find a way and come to understand that you've never been trapped from the beginning. It just was the appearance of being trapped because negative beliefs work and operate only through illusion and deception. And your world operates through illusion and deception. Your media, your news, your so on and so forth that we all have talked about before and we're not that interested in. But you know that it works on deception. So don't compare yourself to the masses outside of you who are also choosing deception. Instead, rise above into your truth and clarity and into being so fully who you are that you don't care at all. And that will be the example that sets many other people free and shows them that their cage had no lock the whole time. So our thanks and I love to you and we wish you a very, very exciting and fantastic rest of your day then. Thank you. Oh, lovely. The
8: it was really good, man.
0: You're welcome. Yeah, I think it was good. Um, yeah, I forgot yeah, to mention in the beginning, but there's the private session tomorrow. That that is the closed container that doesn't go on YouTube, but you do get a recording of it. Those who subscribe on Patreon get admission to that as part of their subscription. For other people, it works on a twenty-two to thirty-three dollar donation that can be sent to my PayPal. Send me an email or on any of the socials and um the payment and i'll send you the link for joining tomorrow it's really fun and exciting and it's a way to go deeper into things that you might not feel as comfortable sharing with all of the world on youtube um and it's an amazing way to support this channel and growing and this uh, free session also works on donations so if you benefited from this and enjoyed this and you want to see more of this in the world send me some love on paypal or venmo um I believe when you go to the link tree, that's easy to find on my socials. You can find the way of getting there pretty easily. Um, It's also on the contact book a session page on my website. So thanks so much for sending it. I really appreciate it. And again, if you want to get the notification about these things, sign up for the email list. And the channeling course is starting in June. The uh, value and money transformation program starting next month. Those are the things I should say. And I said them. So how's everyone doing? How was the session?
6: It was great, thank you. Really well,
2: good, informative. Really good. Hey, Dante, can you tell us a little bit more about the vibe in Australia? I know you're with the lovely Lisa, is it? Which is Liz. fabulous. Mm-hmm. Pardon me? Liz. Liz.
0: Liz. Sorry Liz. Liz. Hi. what do you have Hi, to say man. about Australia we like Australia Uh-oh. she loves it
2: good day,
1: good day good day, good day.
0: Good day. yeah Australia's really <laughs> chill, I would say overall that Australia's pretty chill like people are just doing what they're doing there's this beach it's warm oh good Yeah.
2: Well, marvelous glad to hear it it's
0: like America without the religious indoctrination in a place that's more beautiful
2: <laughs> right. It's tra- Yes. Are you going to go are you going to go to the outback do you think?
0: Are we going to go to the outback? No, it's too far.
2: Okay. Are you going to go see Uluru?
0: No, it's too far.
2: Ah, oh, darn it. Well, next <laughs> yeah
0: i'll come back it's like yeah you can't see everything you just gotta stop where you're stopping. that's
2: true that's true Well, i'm so glad you're enjoying it
0: yeah it's,
2: it's awesome so <gasps> well love to you all beautiful love. comments and questions
0: love 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 love
2: love love, love.
0: yeah cool
5: Thank you. Beautiful session.
1: Have a beautiful oh. day, everyone.
0: Yeah. Have a great day. Enjoy it. Enjoy sleeping. I guess that's what some of you are about to do. Sleeping or not sleeping. Not sleeping is fun too. So much out in there in the darkness. Mm. Oh, how are <sighs> the
1: stars? You get to see the
0: There's there's kind of some stars. I haven't checked that much it should be
1: we had a red moon
0: we had a red moon it was really red it was so red it was more red than an eclipse somehow i don't know why it was that red something about the light on the horizon and everything
1: yeah
0: yeah so very that
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay now what I've got a lunch lunch date. Ooh, I'm gonna go for that. Thai food?
2: How's oh Thai food? Good. The Thai food. The
0: The food here is okay.
2: Yeah, I've heard.
0: It's okay. (laughs) I just came from Asia, where the food's like really good.
2: Well, of course, right.
0: Yeah, so I was like, it's okay. We went to this one Thai restaurant. They, they told me it was a Thai restaurant after we ate it, and I was like, that wasn't Thai food. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was just yeah. some vegetables with some rice thrown together. And like Little spices, and yeah. Something that I make in the kitchen, but I would put more spices on it.
1: <clears throat>
0: they charge you $20 for, no thanks.
2: <laughs>
0: but I think this Thai restaurant I'm going to is real. Beautiful. I think. I mean, don't quote me on it.
2: Well, bon apetit. Huh?
0: Gracias.
2: <laughs> nada.
0: Gracias. Gracias.
2: So much love. So much love.
0: Love, 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 love. See you. Yeah, yeah life is good, isn't it? It's really good.
2: Yes. yes, it is.
0: Yeah. You know, funny things about life and you know, everything. <laughs> just, just such an interesting life. Like undoubtedly you know, like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Experience
0: experiences. Experiences. Transformation. Mm. Love and bliss. Yeah, that too. Always. Someone else say something. Yeah, please. Say something. Oh. Or don't. I think this person be is waiting for me outside in the parking lot. Oh, no, just on my way. That's what it says on my way. You're not waiting.
7: Is this on YouTube?
0: Yeah, we're on YouTube.
7: Bye, YouTube. Bye, YouTube.
0: Oh, bye, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is cute. <laughs> I can't take it off once it's <laughs> on. So you can't tell the okay. secrets yet. Okay. It's either on I or it's just
7: on. I appreciate you. I'm gonna go do that nighttime thing.
0: Yeah, do it. Sleeping or not sleeping, whatever you want.
7: I, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, We're fine. just on two days of power outages. So it was really nice to sleep without Wi-Fi. Oh yeah.
0: Could you could feel those electromagnetic impulses going into your brain and destroying your chakras.
7: Well, I feel it now that they're back, but when they were gone, oh, nice.
0: Oh, I don't feel it. I don't believe it. I choose that it's not real.
7: Yeah, it's nice. It's nice, and then they then they go away, and then and then the quality of sleep gets to be amazing. Really? And
0: I don't believe the Wi-Fi does. Anything. I don't believe the five G does. I believe I could sleep with my phone on my face, and it would be just fine.
2: But the quiet without electricity is glorious.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that. It's the potential for information. Like that, you know. It's when I know that when there's no internet, I feel more relaxed just because there's no potential. There's no energetic grab. But it's like I could open my phone and tune into the infinite web of everything possible to tune into. And without that, I'm like, cool. Like I can't do that. I better just enjoy my my existence because it's you know, that's when I can tune into the real internet of all of the cosmic beings that we can connect to in any moment that are all out there but here at the same time, which the phone sometimes distracts us from
8: Totally and you know when it comes to phones and even devices or any other device, it's so slow (laughs) (laughs) Like the internet we have running is light speed. It's fucking
0: amazing. I have a friend who's from Florida and her parents are kind of rich and she like ended up there for whatever reason and I had a layover. And so we stayed in this like lush, elaborate hotel. No, she, she had her own place because she couldn't handle staying in this lush, rich ritzy condo <laughs> because the <laughs> Because there were too many Wi-Fi connections. Oh, um, my. God. And she opened the phone, and she saw all these Wi-Fi connections. And as soon as she went in there, she panicked. Oh. But it's like, you could be staying here where we're, like, we're, we're at the pool. Like, we're in the hot tub. We're, we're living it up. But it's, like, the Wi-Fi. you oh, got to okay. stay away from the Wi-Fi and go into the shack. And she was happy. But, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense to fear the Wi-Fi in my book. Anyway, we're, I'm I'm just shooting the shit now. I think I'm gonna say goodbye, everybody.
8: Bye, Dante. Have a good night,
0: bud. Love you so boring. much. Good day. Hope to see you tomorrow for the private session. And thank you for your support for this one. And um, I'll talk to you on the.